state of mankind. How much do you know? Excerpts from how the specter of communism is ruling our world. 34. Before 1969, state divorce laws across the United States were based in traditional religious values. In order for a divorce to be considered, it required a legitimate claim of fault from one or both of the spouses. Western religion teaches that marriage was established by God. A stable family is beneficial to the husband, wife, children, and all of society. For this reason, the church and U.S. state laws all stress the importance of preserving marriages except in extenuating circumstances. But in the 1960s, the ideology of the Frankfurt School had radiated out to society. Traditional marriage came under attack, and the most damage was done by liberalism and feminism. Liberalism rejected the divine nature of marriage by reducing its definition to a social contract between two people, while feminism views the traditional family as a patriarchal instrument in the suppression of woman. Divorce was promoted as a woman's liberation from the oppression of an unhappy marriage, or her path to a thrilling life of adventure. This mindset led to the legalization of no-fault divorce, allowing either spouse to disband a marriage as irreconcilable for any reason. The U.S. divorce rate grew rapidly in the 1970s. For the first time in American history, more marriages were being ended not by death, but by disagreement. Of all newlywed couples in the 1970s, nearly half would divorce. Divorce has deep and long-lasting effects on children. Michael Reagan, the adopted son of former President Ronald Reagan, described the separation of his parents, divorces where two adults take everything that matters to a child, the child's home, family, security, and sense of being loved and protected, and they smash it all up leave it in ruins on the floor, then walk out and leave the child to clean up the mess. Promoting the right to abortion is another one of the methods the devil uses to destroy people. Initially, the discussion on legalized abortion was restricted to specific circumstances such as rape, incest, or the debilitating health of the mother. Advocates of sexual liberation believe that sex should not be limited to the confines of marriage, but unwanted pregnancy presents a natural obstacle to this sort of lifestyle. Contraceptives may fail, so the promoters of unrestricted sex took up the cause of legalized abortion rights. At the 1994 United Nations International Conference on Population and Development in Cairo, it was openly stipulated that reproductive rights are a natural human right, including the right to a satisfying and safe sex life, which covers abortion on demand. At the same time, feminists introduced my body, my rights to argue that women have the right to give to or kill their unborn children. The debate expanded from allowing abortion in special circumstances to giving women the power to unilaterally end human life. While tempting people to give in to their desire, the devil uses feminism and sexual freedom to promote the massacre of the unborn. Not only have people been led to commit monstrous crimes, they have also abandoned the traditional understanding that life is sacred. In 1965, just 5% of children were born to unmarried mothers. In that time, it was taken for granted that children grew up knowing their biological fathers. By the 2010s, however, unwed mothers accounted for 40% of births. From 1965 to 2012, the number of single-parent families in America shot from 3.3 million to 13 million. Though some fathers stayed, through cohabitation or later marriage, the majority of children born to these single mothers grew up without their fathers. Fathers serve as role models to their sons by teaching them how to be men, and show their daughters what it feels like to be respected in the way women deserve. 
Children suffer greatly from the absence of a father. Research shows that children who grew up without fathers often suffer from low self-esteem. They are likely to skip classes and drop out of school at a rate as high as 71%. Many do drugs, join gangs, and commit crimes. 85% of jailed youths and 90% of vagrants were raised in fatherless households. Early sexual experience, teen pregnancy, and promiscuity are common. People who grew up without their fathers are 40 times more likely to commit sex offenses compared with the rest of the population. The Brookings Institute offered three key pieces of advice for young people looking to escape poverty, graduate from high school, get a full-time job, and wait until age 21 to marry and have children. Statistically speaking, only 2% of Americans who meet these conditions live in poverty, and 75% are considered middle class. In other words, completing education, finding employment, marrying at a suitable age, and having children in the confines of marriage is the most reliable way to become a responsible adult living a healthy, productive life. Most single mothers rely on government charity. A report published by the Heritage Foundation used detailed statistical data to show that the welfare policy so strongly advocated by feminists actually encourages the creation of single mother households, even to the point of penalizing couples from marrying since they would receive fewer benefits. The government has effectively replaced the father with welfare. Welfare policies have not helped families living in poverty. Instead, they have simply supported the ever-increasing number of single-parent families. With the children of such households themselves prone to poverty, the result is a vicious cycle of expanding reliance on state aid. This is exactly what the specter of communism aims to achieve, control over every aspect of the individual's life through high taxation and omnipresent government. The Wall Street Journal published a report quoting the U.S. Census Bureau finding that in 2000, 55% of people between the ages of 25 and 34 were married, and 34% had never been married. By 2015, these figures had changed to 40% and 53% respectively. Young people in the United States are avoiding marriage because in today's culture, sex and marriage are completely separated. What do they need to get married for? In this degenerate environment, the trend is toward casual, no-strings-attached hookups. Sex has nothing to do with affection, not to mention commitment and responsibility. Even more frightening is the profusion of myriad sexual orientations. Facebook's user profile options provide 60 different types of sexual orientations. If young people can't even tell if they are male or female, how will they view marriage? The evil specter has used the law and society to completely rework these God-given concepts. Homosexuality and other degenerate sexual behavior was originally referred to as sodomy in English. Sodomy is a biblical reference to the city of Sodom, wiped out in God's wrath for people's practice of sexual degeneracy. The word sodomy serves as a warning to humankind that disastrous consequences will occur if people stray from divine principles. The gay rights movement worked very hard to appropriate the term gay, a word with an originally positive meaning, and lead people to further sin. Adultery used to be a negative term referring to immoral sexual habits. Today, it has been watered down to extramarital sexual relations or cohabitation. In The Scarlet Letter, by Nathaniel Hawthorne, Hester Prynne committed adultery and struggled to remake herself through repentance, but in today's society, repentance is not necessary, adulterers can enjoy life holding their heads high and proud. Chastity used to be a virtue in both Eastern and Western cultures. Today it is an anachronistic joke. Passing judgment on homosexuality and sexual morality is forbidden in the dictatorship of political correctness. 
the only acceptable stance is to respect others' free choice. This is true not only in everyday life, but throughout academia, where morality is divorced from practical reality. Deviated and degenerated things have been normalized. Those who indulge in their desires feel no pressure or guilt. The devil's plot for humanity's damnation is well underway. Western people under the age of 50 can barely remember the culture that used to exist in society. At that time, almost all children grew up with the presence of their biological fathers. Gay meant happy. White wedding gowns represented chastity. Pornographic content was banned from TV and radio. But that was undone in just 60 years, as the devil completely overturned the traditional way of life. Marx and other communists advocated the abolition of the family by pointing out and exaggerating the existence of phenomena such as adultery, prostitution, and illegitimate children, despite the fact that the communists themselves were also guilty of these things. The gradual degeneration of morality that occurred in the Victorian era eroded the sacred institution of marriage and brought people further from divine teachings. The communists urged women to violate their marital oaths for the sake of their supposed personal happiness. But the result was the opposite like drinking sea water as a remedy for thirst. The communist specter's solution for oppression and inequality amounts to nothing more than dragging down the standards of human morality to hellish depths. It made behavior once universally condemned as ugly and unforgivable into the new norm. In the equality of communism, all are marching to the same fate of destruction. The communist specter created the mistaken belief that sin is not caused by the degeneration of morality, but by social oppression. It led people to find a way out by turning their backs on tradition and moving away from God. It used the beautiful rhetoric of freedom and liberation to advocate feminism, homosexuality, and sexual perversion. Women have been stripped of their dignity, men have been robbed of their responsibility, and the sanctity of family has been trampled upon, turning the children of today into the devil's playthings. <laughs>